0: KBBL is going to give me something stupid!
1: <laughs> hey everybody, we are back with more The Suspense is Killing Us. Uh, episode 6, part 2 of our epic Brian De Palma profile <laughs> recorded on <laughs> I had,
0: I had recorded it immediately lesson. after part one part one
2: and recorded all we recorded all of this on oscar night oh yeah it's true. clock's oscars. ticking the i want to go watch those oscars the glamour the Woo. red carpet we'll get you to those oscars you better Fine. plus special guest hrd root beer schnapps mm. yeah we are all drinking root beer schnapps right now that my parents got me as a novelty gift that turns out to be
0: quite delicious
1: for all your root beer schnapps needs H- HRD. HRD
0: root beer schnapps. We should get them to sponsor this shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. Give us
2: some
1: of that HRD money, guys.
0: <laughs> Give some, Or, me or it,
1: just send us more of this delicious, delicious root beer schnapps.
0: Johnny De Palma, sponsored by HRD. Oh. All right. Really, it really is good.
1: Let's jump right into it then. Uh, no, no, more, no more stories You're about. You're Kevin a, Clark. No more stories Matt's about past. Travis Vote. I'm yep.
0: Matt Lynch. Yes. Suspense is killing us. Let's get on with it.
1: Let's go. Take a look at her nails. See how they're cut and torn?
2: Looks like she was trying to claw her way out. You should see the expression on her face.
1: You know, I hate to bring this up, but you are married to the perfect man. I don't know.
2: Car popped up out of Half Moon Marsh. a woman's body in it.
1: And he's becoming awfully
2: compulsive with Amy. He doesn't just take care of her. He studies her.
1: What do we got now? Two moms disappear from the same playground. You could get us all put away for good. I have this horrible feeling that it has something to do with his father.
3: I did
2: nothing.
0: I don't even exist. Raising Kane. Raising Kane. 1992. Which version of Raising Kane did you watch, Kev?
1: The one I watched the, this last time was the recut version. Yeah, um, but I have seen I've seen the regular, the theatrical cut many times, uh, uh, like five times. The last time I watched this
0: movie, I watched both versions back to back.
1: Yeah. Which uh, before I, I didn't st- have time to. W- I, I'm just, I had time to watch both. You of get the stuff. new Blu-ray.
0: They're both on the Blu-ray. What
2: yeah. is the scuttlebutt on this one? Is the director's cut supposed to be better? It's. I think it is
0: the superior version, but only mi- mildly. They're both great. I think that the recut version that's closer to what De Palma originally wanted to do. Before, by the way, he recut this himself. It's not like it was taken away from him, yeah. and he. So it's not a liked. director's cut necessarily. Yeah. But uh, it's like a recut version. Uh, what, what De Palma did uh, before, right before the movie came out, he recut it. He like shifted a big chunk of the middle of the movie to the beginning. Okay. Um, and and uh, it kind of, in my opinion, once you see the version he originally sort of was going with, it disrupts the flow. It reveals things too early. Oh. It becomes a bit more generic in its De Palma-ish process. The original,
1: so the, well, before, I guess we'll just start talking about this. because well, I'll
0: show my hand in uh, in explaining
2: uh, which one I saw because I had forgotten that there was another version of it, but both were included on the Blu-ray that I rented. But I just sort of like put the first one in. Yeah, and I assumed the other one was special features or something. Thing, and uh-huh. then when I pulled it out, it was like the other version, and yeah. I was like, ah, I kind of wish I'd watched that, but I did not want to so, watch it again. the only, right. the difference is I that... didn't like it. The, no. Um, did not like this movie. The, uh, the, this was the first time I've seen it, by
1: the way. The, um, the recut version, uh, it plays more like, like something like Dress to Kill, because it follows the...
0: It follows, a it follows the bit Davidovich wife character. the Davidovich
1: character, and you, so there's nothing, you don't know that, uh, Carter's, like, crazy... Until like forty he, minutes he like into the kills movie, kills her or yeah. whatever. Oh, that's very different. And so, it, so that happens, and then it kind of loops back on itself, and you're mm-hmm. seeing it from him again. So, yeah. so it has
0: it, got the fake out opening, basically. Like you're following one character for a while, and then suddenly now it's a different thing.
1: And so, in the theatrical version, you kind of it's like you're in the
0: on it right away. The
2: first scene, <laughs> the first scene is him stalking a, a child yeah. and killing a lady and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. and. Uh, Great scene, actually. So,
2: I was actually uh, with the first scene. I was going like, "Oh man, wow!" So this is your first time, a, this is Raising first time Kane, watching. It's my first time watching it. I kind of knew it was about multiple personalities. A new yeah. Gogo was in it, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, and I knew it was the one of those another classic case of De Palma, where it came out and people were like, "This
0: movie's garbage,"
2: and then yeah. like, this is years, like a notorious flop. When yeah, it came yeah. Out. People talked years,
0: about this for years about like, "Oh, it's not as bad as Raising Cane. Yeah. And then years later, like the sort of.
1: Perception changed, and people were like, "Actually, it's I've like
0: always liked it. I yeah. liked it when it came out. Yeah, uh,
1: I didn't see it when it came out, but I it's I watched it. I may have watched it after reading about it in a Tarantino interview where he was talking about how he liked Raising Kane. Well, that's my
0: favorite quote about this movie. Before you should summarize the plot because you've seen it the most recently. But okay. Tarantino <laughs> had like, this. He gave an interview once where somebody asked him about De Palma and specifically about Raising Kane because he loves De Palma. Yeah, and he said. You know, say what you want about raising Kane, but hacks don't make movies that interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's, I mean, I, I've always, I've always had a soft spot for it. Anyway, I mean,
1: people throw that word hack around. Uh, well, De
0: Palma's demonstrably not a hack. But I think people but throw
1: that word hack around and it, it means something. I think people mean it as like this guy. I don't like his his movies. He makes bad. bad movies, and you're kind of like, but a hack to me always seems like somebody who makes uh, faceless They're or like bloodless jobbers. movies. Brett where you're like Brett Ratner right. is a hack, exactly. Yeah. Like people like that. Like uh, that, I know. Uh, Brian, I've seen movies. I have a
2: basic idea of Brian, what they look like. Brian so Singer. here you go, somebody like that
1: who's made a bunch right. of movies you've seen, and you go, like, Taylor Hackford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think that, but every actually, time I see yeah. hack Taylor Hackford. But actually, yeah. Um, you know, even yeah. So like
0: Joel Cohen, but not Ethan Cohen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, take
1: absolutely. that, Joel Cohen. Yeah. But certainly not. Certainly not uh, not De Palma, and I know that Matt and I have both used this in defense of a guy that you would defend more than I would, but Michael Bay. Oh yeah, who I certainly don't think is a hack, but like I mean, he's
0: absolutely not a hack. No, I hate Michael Bay. I have like no <laughs> sympathy for. It's the like last thing you can say. Not about a hack. It. Not a tell hack. You that much. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: So in your truly meager an de- is Meager defense. Same, same as. But that's 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 a great that's a great uh, way. So the plot of Raising Kane, such as it is, such as it is. It's such a th- it's it's like all of these movies are such a thin plot, um, but like he's it God, Carter, well, Carter's name the, Carter Nix. He's got a great name, Carter Nix is yeah. uh, John Lithgow. Who, by the way, the main reason I do like this movie a lot. I kind of love this movie. I do think it's certainly not his best. It's minor. Movie. But I but there's I love 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 John Lithgow in this and I, John Lithgow is actually one of my favorite actors I and think. he's another I, just, I mean, he's a
0: recurring he shows up in a lot of De he's in, well movies. he's in Blowout yeah and he's in Blowout and he's in Obsession he's very mm-hmm. good in Obsession which that's is a, right, a strange right. another Vertigo riff or, from De Palma he's,
1: but he's he's just on he's turned up to eleven this is in, possibly in, his Lithgowiest performance oh, so good he's he's really great and He's turned Bucket up to bonsai. eleven he's, he's <laughs> uh, Carter Nix who's a child doctor this professor of child psychology and but also he's got crazy multiple personalities uh, the titular Kane being the main one who's, the uh, who's Kane? like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the bad guy. Who's the bad guy? Who's crazy? He's the crazy one who smokes and wears sunglasses. He's and got the red. kind of which a, is kind of a wiener. That's he's like more of a base. Craig Wasson, if you will. Yeah, it's like possibly. His. And he's
0: married to Lolita Levi- Davidovich, mm-hmm. the who's cheating on him.
1: Who's cheating on him with an old flame? Yeah. She starts cheating
2: on him with an old flame in the mo- In the as the movie, so she is right. not. She starts. Yeah,
0: she starts her affair. Well, that's one it. of the things that like that just changed in the recut version. It's like oh. this is a gradual thing where like you see her go through her day, her life, uh, and it has the same. Uh, opening as many De Palma movies, like two or three different De Palma movies open on a television set and pull back from the TV. Yeah. So does this one, but in the theatrical version, it cuts away to something else.
1: Oh, actually, (laughs) do all three of these movies today... And this one. Yes. All three of them pull out from a TV. That's amazing. I hadn't even thought about that again. Back to my echo chamber comment from the last podcast about him. His, his movies are always commenting on themselves while they're happening. And uh, all the other movies he's ever made. Yeah. (laughs) And, and has yet to make, sometimes you're like, did he mission (laughs) impossible does too? Yeah. Mission impossible too. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Great. I love it. Uh, so, so his, so his wife is cheating. His wife's cheating on him. Yeah. Um, and then he is, but he's also going around <laughs> killing, yeah, killing he's, ladies he's arguably the worst person and kidnapping children because he, yeah. um, he kidnaps children, he kidnaps children because, because, babies because the, he's kidnapping that children, um, because it's to finish a research project. This is all, and this is that's such a the plot, the plot is doled out so judiciously throughout this movie that, like, this is. The it's because of the thing about his dad, but that's we don't find that out until, until like much later towards the end of the movie. Yeah.
0: There's a whole thing with his dad, who's, who's also who was kidnapping who, babies for this weird project, and, and basically to and see if he can create multiple
2: personalities in one of these kids. Right. right. I don't know to what end, but he's like right. He's just he's a just mad evil. doctor. He's a mad scientist. He's a mad scientist. scientist.
1: And but then you but then it's also like has all these has Kane and then Carter and then the old the old man the dad is. Also played by John Lithgow, right. so you don't actually know until the end of the movie when another character interacts with this guy. If you the, assume if he's, the he's another one of the uh, right multiple personalities, and then you find out he's actually oh isn't because because <laughs> he re- interacts with Ludovico. No, he's David still alive. Everybody so, thinks he's dead. It's everybody thinks he's dead. It's the big twist. Um, it's yeah, one of several boy, twists. And then you know, and so then he's kidnapping kids to. For this this project, continue his dad's work, and he's also like doing all these experiments, sort of on his his own daughter. Oh, no why he's watching her constantly, and he's constantly like, and it's there's a TV monitor set weird. up
2: in their bedroom with right. Lulita Davidovich, and and they and and you just they just watch their daughter
1: when well, she doesn't, and she's kind of like she loves her daughter, but she also thinks it's weird. His whole and she she sees him as a nice guy because he generally seems like sort of a decent guy. Yeah. He's like classic incel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of think that if this movie has like a project. And this is sort of like a hobby of mine when I watch these things to try to figure out exactly why he's doing, like what the point is, why he's making this movie. And I kind of think that you can locate De Palma in the dad character a little bit, who at one point says, like, I did nothing. Like, I'm not even here. I didn't exist. I think he's I think this is like a guy experimenting with his own children. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's literally the plot of the movie. But this is the, this is another De Palma movie where he's like, I'm just going to do my thing here. And I'm going to, lo- I'm going to talk about the way that you locate yourself in this story. Cause this says Lolita Davidovich sort of finding her, her way. Like, what does she want in this marriage? What does she want in a relationship? She settles on this, you know, she, she ends up sort of like re- reclaiming domesticity at the end of this movie. Yeah. Um, John Lithgow's character, like what? He's got to come to grips with the fact that he's that he doesn't have any agency of his own in his own story, uh, and I think that this is far enough along in De Palma's career that he kind of can't resist adding a little bit of self-parody, keeping himself interested in some fun right. ways. So I think that this is kind of minor, but it's minor in a very sort of delicious way. I just think it's. F- I, it's I think fun. Most,
1: mostly I think this movie's fun. Yeah,
0: like I think it's goofy. Uh, it has and, one of my all-time favorite De Palma set pieces, the walk and talk.
1: Yeah, and there's well, yeah, that's that's, and there's so oh, yeah. few so few movies. Uh, I think allow actors like Lithgow to let loose like he does in this, and I think that's honestly like a lot of this. My charm from the, for from this for lack of a better word of this movie for me is the Lithgow stuff because the plot is pretty thin and a lot of it's pretty dumb and but it's got some great again it's got some great set pieces the whole piece at the end where these guys these Mexican guys keep trying to park this truck and they can't that do has it a, right. a giant it's sundial got a giant part sundial in it sundial with a giant spike on it and it keeps almost like you just you go like this is gonna go through somebody and Nina's he does the all done he in slow mo and kids are getting dropped baby,
0: uh, the the like. Uh, Botemkin Steps yep. thing again and from Untouchables. Uh, and what's his name from uh,
1: from Scarface is in it. Uh, Stephen Tony Bauer. Montana's right hand man. Stephen Bauer, he's the guy
0: that uh, Dolly is having an affair with. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: the very handsome Stephen Bauer. <laughs> Greg Henry shows up as a as a flustered cop. <laughs> Greg Henry playing the the not as he's he's moved on, he's not quite sleazy cops, it's not anymore. a bad he's, guy. He's in a this. bit like flustered and like, uh, but he's not the Dennis Franz, uh. Just a sleazy cop from Blowout, or, or yeah. Blowout, or Dressed to Kill. Wait, was he a cop? He's a cop in dressed to kill. And dressed to kill. Yeah, guy. he's a cop in dressed to kill. But he's almost. Ex- but he's like, Jesus, this guy's a cop, How did this happened. <laughs> but like, th- he's he gets the best
0: scene <laughs> in the movie. The, the my favorite part of this movie. There's a there's a, a huge info dump that happens in the middle of this movie. Yeah. Francis Sternhagen's character, uh, who used to work with John Lithgow's character's father, also played by John Lithgow. Something Doctor Nix. Something uh-huh. Doctor Nix. Yeah, the Hi, honor. Hi, Doctor Nix. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody, Hi, everybody. And uh, there's, like, there's like a huge info dump. Dr. And they're in the police station. And at this point, you're also supposed to think that Lolita Davidovich's character is dead.
1: Yeah, because there's a whole scene, uh, echoing Psycho, where he dumps her in the dumps he her dumps in car. In the and the way and this
0: was executed to me was very disappointing. Well, it worked. I think it works different in the other version. But still, I think it works pretty well. Okay. But anyway. There's this whole info dump where Francis Sternhagen is talking to Greg Henry and telling him all about the history of the doctor and the son and the multiple personality experiment, yeah. and they're walking from the top floor of the, <laughs> of the police station down to the basement where the morgue is where there's a body who they all assume is Lalita Davidovich, well, we, who we, we assume to... is Lalita Davidovich, and we're going to find out at the end. And through this whole scene there, it's this long one-er tracking shot following them down the stairs. Frances Sternhagen keeps trying to go in weird directions where where she's not supposed to go, like, not this way, not that way. And Greg Henry has to keep going, like, no, 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 we're going to the left here. No, 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 we're going straight. She keeps trying to, like, leave the shot. (laughs) It's like clearly De Palma, like, wishes he doesn't have to do this stuff but he's got to get all this information out to you. So he's just keeping himself. But he's doing it, but it's
1: all one long take.
0: It's all one long take. He's just doing it. He's having fun with this. He's like, if I got to do this, I'm going to make this interesting. Goes all the way down into the basement, into the morgue. They pull back the sheet, and not only is it not Lolita Davidovich, but it's this dead woman. It's the wife from the be- or the mom, the mother from, from the, the beginning. beginning of the movie who got killed. Yeah, and her face is all fucking tortured, and screaming. screaming. Yeah. Take a look at the ex-
2: well. Before he pulls the sheet, he goes, "Take a look at the expression on her face." Yeah, wow. yeah. And here's why. And here it's it, so funny. But I, but I, just because of the expression on her face. And that she doesn't look that much different from Lolita Devito. You thought it was. I didn't her. know it wasn't. I mean, I was just like, maybe that was. She looks weird. Yeah, like yeah. I had. I and can then, see so that. then, when she pops up later on, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh. Like, and and that's what I was like a lot of the time in this movie because like this movie has two fucking gambits cutting away at like whatever concrete reality is happening. Like I think the multiple personality I'm okay with things. yes yeah. I'm okay with movies fucking with you or or you being like off base but there's got to be some sort of ground floor before they start fucking with you so you at least have some right. sense of what's happening. I don't think he's
0: interested in doing that for you at all.
2: I, but I've never felt that way in any of these other movies. Yeah. Like um, sometimes. Well, that's
0: maybe one of the things that sets this one mildly apart from the others.
2: Yeah. Like in Femme Fatale, there's a lot of Femme Fatale where you're like, Why? what? it's what's going? What now? This? What? But it all circles but, back but, and but, ar- but around it's in it a makes fun sense. sort of way. But in yeah. but in this one like a lot of the time I was just going like who's that and what's her <laughs> Like like I didn't I didn't realize that at the beginning that that was his daughter and I thought he was kidnapping two children oh. and then Lolita Davidovich is like seems to be okay with it so I was like oh she's in on it and then I was like oh she's not and then there's dreams in addition to not and, and so I, like that dream didn't happen
0: and that right. person isn't real and
2: like what the fuck is going on? I wonder, what is this about?
0: I, I think w- the chronology is messed up because of the way he I, yeah I wonder if that's yeah, if it's, that it's always been that way
1: it. and I I enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it and again like part of it's just because I like some of this I like that set piece where it's like the screaming lady and I. I, like, I love that because I like, he's got to do go. this big boring thing, and I and like then the he... ending where he's like they're fighting. It's like the uh, uh, doctor, Doctor Nick's, Doctor Nick uh, is like is like trying to keep. She's trying to lead of division is just trying to get their daughter back from Doctor Nix. and then she, somehow they he ends up like dropping her off of this. Off of this hotel and like she's slow-mo falls past the cops who are like oh no we are, we're powerless to do this because they've saved this other kid and then meanwhile Stephen Bauer's running up to catch the kid and this spike is about to stab him in the head and then Dr. Nix like falls down because he's been shot or so st- oh, he's been stabbed in the back by... By uh, Carter. John, by Carter, who's his in his third personality, yeah. uh, whose name I don't remember, the lady. Yeah. But he stabs him, so he's falling, and he's his gun that he has. He goes off, and it shoots the tip off of the off of the spike just, just before it's about to kill. Just her. before it's about to kill the kid and yeah. or Stephen Bauer, and I I just I like all that shit. It's just so showy and silly. We're going to keep
2: looping back to that scene at the end because it is fucking amazing. And <laughs> this isn't a movie I like, but that climax it's at great. the end is oh at the very the dynamite. very end. Oh yeah, mean uh, the, in the hotel.
1: Oh yeah, that's, that you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Where the camera's going up and down, mm-hmm. and, and it's like it's oh, all in We're this, in a Brian De Palma movie, and it's
1: all in this like fluid, like slow mo. It's so and it looks so cool. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. This movie f- of all of them, I enjoy it, but I really, it's like Lithgow is is great, and like the the you know his the show offy camera stuff is fun. But yeah, I mean, the plot maybe makes more sense. It maybe maybe that's why the movie was so poorly received because when he cut it, he recut it. It like. Maybe I think, it's more of a it's more of a mess in the theatrical version than in the but they're both they both have that messiness to them so I think they neither both, cut, do, I neither think they cut both achieve perfect.
0: the same goal I think that the the original cut is probably just more of a De Palma like a De Palma yeah. movie it's more straightforward like it it, it it I think it achieves its goal a little bit more cleanly but all the pieces are still there it's that's the, the same thing. It's stuff like, it's not like so it's also not like somebody like went back to the negative and recut it they just Took some notes and used the existing footage and just shifted it back around to the way it was supposed to be in the first place.
1: It's the same stuff. It's the exact same it just, stuff. I think it's just in a different it order. It plays a little smoother. I think. I think that articulates
0: but, its ideas a little bit more cleanly, especially because you get the whole you get a bit of Davidovich chunk at the beginning of the the recut version. That's yeah. sort of the way it's supposed to be.
1: And then at the very end, it's got that great shot where the. Um, Luda Vidovich goes after her daughter who's run off and she's like
0: I saw daddy and she's like no you didn't daddy's gone
1: daddy's not here and she's like no I saw him and she goes okay well let's go and she bends over and it's got a classic Brian De Palma <laughs> ending where then it's John Lithgow as the woman yeah his Looking woman person stunning by the way like is just that woman. standing behind her and the music goes <laughs> 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 and it's just like and then it ends and so like it's like you know again calling back to Carrie and it, of course yeah. in this one nobody wakes up from a dream though sure that's just I think that he's just gonna kill his wife but that yeah. might have been a dream man I I don't know um Classic. i mean the movie
0: starts with me not knowing what the fuck is going on and <laughs> it might as well end with it too well the Who period cares? that we're in with his movies is a period where he was not, like not known for making this stuff anymore like this was sort of the beginning of him struggling to get his own work done
1: well he'd done a long period of not making thrillers mm-hmm. like because he did uh, bonfire of the vanities which was casualties a huge train wreck. setback for his career casualties of war which some people like more than i do i think it's very good i think it's very, but it considered a failure at the time right not really. Really, I uh. think it's good, but it's you know it's like the I mean yeah that that that's a movie that has is a is like a casualty of platoon being a movie for me yeah because because uh, you're kind of I'm kind of like this is really good and you're saying some stuff also this other movie is <laughs> much better about similar the similar subject. Um, I think
0: I think that that but, movie is great. I think that that the casualties of war has a lot to. It's doing it's talking about some stuff that the other Vietnam movies aren't really talking about. Right. But uh, um, but you know, Bonfire was a total misfire. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, even he admits that like he should never have made the movie the way that he made it. Why would you? Why would you make Tom Hanks's character more of a nice guy in the book? He's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he it's ruined.
1: Yeah um so anyway he'd done movies like that so it was kind of like raising cane was kind of like oh i think so i think people were probably i don't know i wasn't around i yeah. mean i didn't go see it at the time but i i feel like people were being like oh brian de palma's doing a thriller thing like it was probably for him was going like uh let me do something that i mm-hmm. can just knock out of the park and then nobody nobody then everybody liked hated it, it so. and then he did
0: then he got into his big studio period and then he did like mission and you know yeah, mission, well, mission impossible and, and yeah. I, I might
2: as well say it at some point at this In this series of podcasts that we're doing, but Mission Impossible is my favorite Brad DePaul movie. (laughs) Wait, didn't you just say Blowout was? I think Blowout is his best one. Okay. By far. Well, I don't know about that. But Mission Impossible is great. great. I don't know if Mission Impossible is certainly not his best movie, but I love it. I do love
1: Mission Impossible. I don't think it's... it's As I'm very
0: fond of saying, after Pulp Fiction, Mission Impossible is the pop masterpiece of the 90s. Yeah,
2: I'll take that. Um, It gets more entertaining every time I see it. It blows um, my
1: mind. So can we talk a little about? Uh, I just want to talk about John Lithgow in this movie because sure. I think he's so entertaining to watch him like yell at himself, <laughs> like when he's in the car and he's like, "Oh Carter, don't be such a pussy. If you don't, uh, if you don't uh, kill this woman right now, start making out Why with this. Why are you
0: making me kill? If you don't start him? making
1: out with this dead woman right now. These guys are gonna see you." And he's like chain smoking. Then cuts to him going, "Oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do." <laughs> yeah, you, with
2: this movie, you get both of the kind of cartoonish uh, Lithgow <clears throat> caricatures, yeah, the bad um, guy and the good guy, the, the kind of feckless like, well, I don't know. Yeah. i John, John Lithgow and what are we going to do? <laughs> and then they're like, ha ha, I'm, a, I'm a evil John Lithgow. Yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette.
1: And, and, uh, and uh,
2: let's Earl go, Talbot Blake.
1: Lithgow doesn't get to do. <laughs> From Ricochet. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> which I mean, we will cover uh, on this podcast eventually i podcast. So. uh i mean and lithgow also like one of my my one of my favorite lithgow performances in a in a show that i don't particularly think is good but uh, dexter uh, dexter season four so of dexter great. is like one of the greatest lithgow where he plays as a serial killer whose dexter is versus that season and it like because it, that show's not very good but i was enjoying it at the time enough but like i think that season made me end up watching the Seasons, seasons afterwards mainly because John Lithgow is so good in it he's so fun to watch just be a crazy person and like he's such a good heavy And but he's also he's one of those actors who can play like a psychopath but also a really nice guy and so obviously he's the obvious choice for an alien for Raising Cain from another planet for several seasons <laughs> of Emmy winning gold <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Third yeah. Round from the there's a special feature I think on the Raising Cain Blu-ray that uh, where they're talking to people and it uh, John Lithgow talks about how he he does this for every movie he's on, and it's like this. It's, it's I think it's on Raising Kane where it's like he's playing a psychopath in this movie. But it, every movie he's on, he has these like personalized cards where he does that he does for every every single crew member. It's like a little drawing signed by him, and he yeah, gives Lith- it to Lithgow every is single
2: famously a, a wonderful person. And he
1: gives it to every single person on there, and he's like, and he he's he's talking about this, and I'm like, this is it sounds like the nicest guy ever. And he goes, you know, and I give it to all these people, maybe. Maybe maybe fifty of those people don't throw them away. Maybe five of those people still have them. Maybe one of those people has it on a little frame in their house. Mm, I, just it, I just do it. because of I just do it because I like to. And you're like, and then you watch the movie and <laughs> you're just like, This is the guy? This is Yeah, but nice so I mean all the little note cards, they're print all print
0: like pornographic drawings and oh, okay, like, yeah. anti-Semitic oh, yeah. messages. Do you want a Bible stuff? I mean no. the guy's a disgusting, <laughs> disgusting pig. No,
1: I don't know. I just I think that that's Lithgow uh, is one I love <laughs> Lithgow dearly
2: because because he's he and this and he's on record. He's one of those people who unabashedly loves his job, mm-hmm. and that's why he's so good at, at just in anything he does, especially bad guys. Because he just fucking loves it. He gets into he's, it, he, and if he's get to play, if he plays the worst bad guy, he's like, oh boy. And we didn't you know, Lithgow's gonna really get to chew in on some stuff here. He's he's so yeah beside himself that he gets to do this for a living, and it comes
1: across. We didn't talk about it a lot in the blowout episode. But like Lithgow is fucking awesome. Oh, he's in great. Movie that movie. I, and cold. he's just he's just doing a thing. I am I'm, I'm gonna try
0: to make it look like a series of sex killings in the area. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's real
1: but he,
2: psychotic but in a buttoned up sort of controlled he, sort he of way. He brings
1: such character to a character that like doesn't need to have that you know what I mean? That yeah. character could just be fairly one note, but you feel like you watch that and because, because of Lithgow go, like, this character has some sort of yeah, weird very colorful. gross depth to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, not to just talk about how blowout's amazing again, which we did last time. <laughs> Circling back to blowout. But uh, I mean, I don't know what do we have. What do we have to say about raising Cain Except that we haven't said just that. Uh, uh, I you got, did a pretty. You had a pretty good reading on it, Matt. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where it. I you come a, out. I come out kind of just like I enjoy it as a silly. It's not. I don't think it's his masterpiece. Yeah. Or one of them necessarily, but man, I get a kick out of it every time I watch it. <laughs> I got a note in <laughs> here that sums
2: like up kind of how I felt about it. And it's all caps. It says, "Is anything ever actually happening?". <laughs> Pretty much sums up how I felt about it. I do have one quote before we get to ratings. It was just a, one of those one of those kind of t- casually tossed, tossed off callous lines that cops have in movies like this. And we've discussed it before. Uh, but they're talking about uh, that his uh, Lithgow's German father, who turns out to actually be real or still alive at least at the end. Um, but they're talking about his the, his case from twenty years in the past, and they go. We got an anonymous tip he was buying babies we caught him with five and then someone <laughs> someone responds five was he starting a basketball team like dude what what we're was talking that? about child th- kidnapping here
1: he's not up. a good look what he's up what was the clip you, what was the clip you posted oh yeah the other day of uh of uh, from this movie of Lithgow and he's like, it's classic it's just perfect sums up this movie because he's like in the police station, he's in a different room and the, the cops are like not looking at him, they're talking and he's got this like this like yeah, <laughs> he's he's looking like, Oh gosh, oh I don't oh know and whoosh. then the guy and looks like, away from around. him and he like
2: <laughs> grins sinisterly and then the guy looks back at him, he's like, Oh And he's and he's grinning <laughs> he's sinisterly so like
1: for literally just for the movie <laughs> audience, it's not for any reason in the plot. Or in I the, love in the, it. The, it's, it's pure Lithgow it's so too. Good. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so good. It's
0: absurd. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. I so. mean, the movie's intentionally a comedy. I think in a lot of spots, it's definitely trying to be funny. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I, you know, but
0: oh, I'm giving this four Juds. Damn. I'm gonna give it two Douglases, because not that sleazy. No, I
2: would give it less. The less Douglas, where's the? Uh, there's no sleaze in this. Oh. Is there? Not really. Uh.
0: she cheats on him
2: yeah but it's a very g-rated sex scene it's just people with clothes on each other yeah
0: and i'm gonna give it four screaming skulls
2: (laughs) i'm i i uh, i'm gonna give it two Juds. i don't Mm. i don't like it like uh and and i had a similar reaction with femme fatale and we'll talk about it at the end my distaste
0: for you only grows (laughs)
2: well we knew that was gonna happen (laughs) Uh, But Femme Fatale is a movie that I went back and watched later because there was stuff in it that I liked the first time. Femme Fatale has all these great set pieces and I was like, well, I'll watch it again. And I came to like it and even love it on repeat viewings. I can't imagine watching this again. There's nothing I liked that much in it that would make me want to watch it again. Like a, a lot of it's just sort of, sort of unpleasant and like.
0: So you're going to give it like three I'm dropped babies?
2: I'm giving it two Juds. I'm giving it zero. I'm going to give it zero Douglasses. Okay. I just, okay. just zero Slees in this movie, and I'm giving it uh, yeah, I'm giving it three dropped babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it five stolen babies I'm enough uh, to form a basketball team.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give it uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it. Uh, th- I'm gonna give it three three and a half Juds. I like this movie. Three, because I think it kind of doesn't work as a mystery, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna give it one and I'm gonna give it one and a half uh Douglases and only because I think that it's not sleazy but uh, Lithgow's performance as Kane kind of makes up for because <laughs> Kane almost because Kane's is just it's like Ugh, and the way that he like when he talks just him murdering women in front of their children is like kind of gross but not in quite the like gross not in quite the Douglas way but the not not horny hard on gross. no no no, it's, but it's uh, still but it's sort of like it's still like ew this yeah. is icky. Uh, and I'm gonna give it uh two dr. Nicks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow, well, there's two, two? doctor. There's only two Doctor Nicks in the movie. All right, all right. Two Doctor Nickses I guess. Hello, I, everybody. I think it's great. That's your Doctor Nick impression.
0: Hello, everybody. Oh. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. There.
1: Okay. Well. Hello, Did you Did you go to
0: Hollywood Upstairs Medical College too? <laughs> that's, that's the one I
2: was
1: going to drop. Well, if
0: it isn't my old
2: friend, Mister
1: MacGreg. <laughs> I, 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 I give.
2: Right.
1: I give him more Doctor Nicks but there's only two Doctor Nicks in the movie. Bye, bye. See. Doctor, old Doctor Nix and new Doctor Nix. It's whisper
0: quiet. <laughs> if the window turns clear, this is really degenerating. All
1: right, it's your
0: window. We've seen The Simpsons. <laughs> Have you? I'm on TV. <laughs> Hi, Rick Santoro. Hello, oh, Richard okay. Santoro. Ah, Ricky, and I am the king. A pepperoni, sausage, Canadian bacon. Listen, why don't you just get the deluxe and save time? All right, look, I got business. Call me back in five. There he is. There's the man whose life I want. And now, the distinguished Secretary of Defense. Great idea. Put a flashing light on your head while you're at it.
3: Oh, why are you so uptight? It's fight night!
1: I'm running security security night tonight. I got a lot on my mind.
3: Watch carefully.
0: That seem right to you? Kevin, that is right in so many ways. No, I mean beautiful woman alone at a fight. Is about to be committed. Uh, moving on yeah. to... Uh,
2: Jumping ahead. So. Yet another Brian De Palma movie that uh, failed in its initial release and has been re-examined since. Mm-hmm. Uh, often by the French... Uh, has it French, certainly the by French I'm love me. Brian De Palma certainly and definitely my, by, definitely by, Ma- by Matt, Lynch. Matt Lynch the Frenchman of, of <laughs> Americans Fre-
1: Matt Lynch the Frenchman of our
2: podcast Yeah, we call him Johnny Frenchman who <laughs> are <laughs> you to resist because he smokes cigarettes <laughs> in that stupid backwards yeah. way, right? yeah,
1: they don't all they don't all do that they all do, they all do it it's true every single one of them I'd even like your girlfriend I'd like to apologize to anyone listening to this <laughs> right <laughs> especially now, your girlfriend especially, only really sorry Sophie <laughs> uh yeah, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Yeah, Snake, Snake Eyes was uh, so that what was so it was Raising Cain and then Mission Impossible. Uh, I don't know what
0: the chronology. is. Well, anyway, because the mission this the, was we've got the. But the this was 1998, 1998.
1: But this was right. But I mean, this was right after Mission Impossible. This was his next movie after Mission Impossible, yeah. which was like, which made Brian De Palma able to make big movies again. Yeah, right? it's a big movie because M- Mission Impossible was kind a huge of a surprise hit. hit. It was a, it was, it was a bigger hit than some they Memorial thought. Memorial Day weekend summer release. I it mean. was, it was bigger. But it was a bigger movie than I think they thought it was going to be. I yeah. think that they thought like this will be a big movie It's Tom Cruise. We're going to, we're going to make some money on this. And then it was a, it's a fucking huge blockbuster.
2: Gone on to be a pretty. Uh, quite a classic too. Like everyone remembers, lots of between stuff between Kane movie. and Impossible.
0: He did Carlito's Way.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, great. Which I don't totally hate, but I love. I don't, I don't know if I Way's love good. it, but I like it. I think Carlito's it's okay. I hate. I hate. Oh, whatever. Well, last time I watched it, I, there's this voiceover in it. We're we going for breakfast. That's where we're we going for. There's breakfast? this voiceover that's awful. I mean, we use that in our last of the moon once. <laughs> we we just you just copy. We just use yeah, that I in a the where exact where I said, I was, one of us was dying on stage and we were just saying the li- the lines from that. last call for dinner. <laughs> what are we doing for breakfast?
0: Uh, Left of the
1: yeah, anyway, there's a It's not really even his fault. It's just it's like a. Is it David Kep wrote that script? Or something? he wrote this too. Yeah, yeah. and David he wrote Kep- Mission Impossible. He's, Speaking he's kind of, of hacks, he's a bit yeah, the he's ultimate, the possibly ultimate the hack. most
2: successful hack writer of all time. Yeah, David yeah.
1: yeah. Well, he wrote Jurassic Park. One of the one of the greatest hack jobs ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean
0: that script is not great. No,
1: and the and you know and and Spielberg's kind of I I loved that movie when it came out and I it, I still love it. I but still love it, but watch it sometimes now and go because were was this in a bit. Yeah, you know, like his mind was his mind was on Schindler's List. Sure.
2: Spielberg did Jurassic Park like a De Palma movie. Like he was like I got these four great scenes yep. and then I don't really <laughs> could give a fuck about <laughs> the rest of it. Um, anyway, but anyway, Snake yeah. Eyes. Snake Eyes.
1: 1998. Yeah, 1998. So this was coming. I saw this in the
2: theaters. I was very excited because I like Mission Impossible. I like mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. This is mm-hmm. peak Nicolas Cage, too. He was mm-hmm. like post Oscar Nicolas, Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, and everybody wanted a piece of him. Yeah. And so it was like, wow, Brian De Palma. There's this legendary one take shot. Well, the illusion of one take shot at the beginning. Everyone right. was excited, and I saw it the first time. I was like, what the fuck
1: was that? <laughs> I really
2: didn't like it. Um, well, he conceived this one with David Kep yeah mm, bad big mistake one
0: uh, it's basically another one of his like let's take one moment and deconstruct it from all kinds of different angles right with
1: similar same as blowout
0: yeah yeah um so this one is uh, a, and it's also a political assassination that takes place at a boxing during a boxing match in atlantic city during a hurricane mm-hmm. uh nicholas so cage nicholas is a corrupt local cop who's kind of this juiced in cop who knows everybody and works all the angles and he juiced in juiced in you ever heard that juiced term? in he's juiced <laughs> oh, up. i
2: like it though he's all about connections yeah. and, and working the angles he's yeah. definitely corrupt he's juiced in he's not a like killer. he's not it. like a killer type corrupt but he's corrupt as all I hell listen,
1: i could listen to you say juiced in all the time can no. you say it can you i'm gonna have you record it into my phone so i can have it for my text is hey, kevin i'm juiced in so whenever i get a text message it goes just matt saying juiced in juiced in juiced in, in. <laughs> okay, juiced in okay go on
0: in. and uh and and his uh he, he, you know, he stumbles across. Well, he doesn't stumble across. The, the assassination happens right in front of him, and he decides he's going to like take this as an opportunity to sort of take command of the situation, solve the crime, what and have you, a hero, and cop. become a hero cop, yeah. and get out of this burg. You know, like yeah. run for mayor, maybe. He really wants to run for mayor. Yeah. yeah. Um, his buddy Gary Sinise is the head of the security. Uh, of the of the the the, the, the it's the Secretary so the of Defense Secretary or something Defense, like that yeah, who yeah. gets assassinated. This and is a temporary. This is like a gig that he
2: has for the moment, but he's basically just a big time military honcho. Yeah, he's working he's his way out.
0: And they're best friends from back in the day. Yes. and Gary Sinich knows basically that Nicolas Cage is probably corrupt. But mm. they're old friends. They're old buddies. Nicolas
2: Cage is like the, there's the straight laced one and the kind of like yeah. the Maverick one, yep. and and that's fun. We always love
1: that dynamic. <laughs> And I don't, I, I we, we we razzed him a bit earlier, but I don't hate Sinise in this. No, I Sinise, think Sinise is, is Sinise fine. Is yeah, I like Sinise is good in Before
2: mean, we go on, can I say what uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's name is in this movie? Yes, <laughs> go for please us. do. It's fucking amazing. Rick, Rick Santoro.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, Ricky. It's Ricky. not Rick
2: Santorum, it's Rick Santoro. Ricky San-
1: and he always ca- everybody calls him Ricky. or Ricky, yeah. Ricky Santoro. Yeah. yeah. yeah he right. even says it out loud. Goes, former Ricky Senator Santoro. from Pennsylvania. <laughs> no. But this is—it's a classic. I mean, this this character's like carrying over from other crazy De Palma characters, like Scarface mm-hmm. or like uh like Tony. He's Montana. very flashy.
0: He's got like the gold the gold suit. Yeah, he's just a yeah.
1: cop version of Tony Montana. <laughs> yeah. He's technically
2: off duty, I guess, in the in the in this movie. So he's but he's so he's but he's like very clowns. He's like taking bets. He's like oh, a yeah. bulky.
1: He sells drugs. He steals money from uh, Luis Guzman in a in a stunning cameo. <laughs> yeah, he a shakes piece of shit out of him. He shakes, shakes, shakes down, him down Louis Guzman. He has a bloody. Who gives it? Who
0: has some money? He's got blood on it, which this comes opening, up later this, this yep.
2: famous opening scene it's great one shot it's fucking awesome yeah. it's so
0: good multiple it, it, it's multiple shots but they've been seamed together really really yeah, well. rope
2: style and, and it's just really cool they cover yeah. a lot of territory and Nicolas Cage is in full cage Yeah, yeah. so so trying to do all this really technical precision stuff with a full cage performance yeah. It's, yeah. Got, it's got
0: this like I love that it, that's like 15-20 minutes of the movie is the big long take yeah. open it goes on forever and then you get to the boxing match where the sort of the plot actually starts and there's this great moment at the end of the tracking shot when they get to the boxing match and as soon as the shot ends you hear the bell ring yeah on the boxing match <laughs> and it's, and it's like, like all right movie starts now okay yep. that was there's your
1: overture or whatever
0: yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah. I mean this is this is not much more than a formalist exercise I think I mean you hear him talk about it and it makes sense he was trying to you know he was making a movie about uh, this sort of like sea of corruption. Sure. And the only way to... Atlantic City. Yeah, and the only way to sort of extricate yourself from that was like a tabula ras, like a clean slate. Everything needed to be wiped off the map and we needed to Mm -hmm. start over. Right. That's not the movie he ended up making because the ending gets changed. They they reshot and changed the ending at the last minute. Right. But... uh, I, you know, I don't think there's too much to this other than it being a really exciting, so, good time. the
1: Secretary of Defense gets killed at this boxing match, and then, essentially, Carla Gugino's character... She's knew, a whistleblower. She knows too much, and they're trying to find her the whole time. Meanwhile, she's wandering around without her glasses, so blind, basically. Yeah. And then... And then uh, Nicholas Cage, Cage helps Cage her. Nicholas help, Cage ends up sort of helping her. He finds out that Sinises. Is the bad guy. The bad guy. It has to do
0: with some uh, malfunctioning missile it's defense a, system. It's such a boring
1: thing once you find out what it's about, and they yeah. keep talking. And
0: they they keep talking. I about I had a it.
1: problem with that part because it was like when it was just a MacGuffin. I'm like, that's cool, fine, whatever. But then they start saying what it is, and then they talk about it a lot as if I'm as if you're supposed to right. give a shit that it's some kind of missile defense thing. It's such a and then it just seems like this fuck such a fucking dumb thing to, to like. The, the third to act like, of this,
0: it starts oof. to drag. There's that long scene where Sinise and John Hurd, who's also in on the plot, have right. like he's like the guy he's who runs developer. the casino. He's a developer, yeah. And they're they're having a long expository argument that we just need to hear. And there's nothing really happening in this scene. It looks good because it's like there's all these angles in the room that they're in, and there's lightning coming out through the windows, and yeah. there's rain on the outside, and so it looks really neat. But it's not really especially we, well photographed, you know.
1: As we said before, though, De Palma, directed. De Palma make. I mean, he'll make a scene seem exciting even if it's a boring expository yeah. scene. So. I don't think
0: that don't I don't think that he did a great job of that in this movie all the time. Although there are no. some fucking killer bits in this, like the over the the over the ceiling hotel room classic sequences. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's it's fucking awesome uh, it's so I mean the the boxing match itself which they return to multiple times yeah because you keep seeing, seeing it from, from all these angles. different angles I like that slow aspect. motion it's
2: awesome and some of it some of it is unreliable narrators too so you're yeah, so mm-hmm. things that later, didn't happen
0: um, yeah. there's there's a there's a killer trick final shot at the end of this movie that doesn't even mean anything to you unless you've been paying like pretty close attention. <laughs> I still think it's great. It's really playful and fun. It's neat, but it doesn't but doesn't it's like, go like, go anywhere. it doesn't mean anything. And it comes hot on the heels of an expository final scene between the two main characters that references stuff that was cut out of the movie <laughs> and we didn't see. So
1: so well, let's talk about the let's well, let, first let's talk about the ending of the movie. So they get
0: so and it ends up with him they during they, the hurricane, the hurricane is bearing down on the hotel yeah. which is right on the boardwalk. And uh, basically, Gary Sinise is stalking Cage and Carla Gugino. He's the bad guy, and he knows he's been found out. He's trying to get Cage to give up the girl. He
1: has Cage beat the sh- he has Cage beat the shit out of by a heavyweight boxer. Yeah, yeah. Cage is <laughs> like, actual
0: heavyweight boxer wailing on him, <laughs> yeah. and he's and like, he's pretty fucked up. Cage is <laughs> really, fucked, really up. fucked up. Real, he can barely keep it together. <laughs> he's hey, staggering around. Sinise is insisting that he give up the girl, and then like. A TV news crew shows up mm-hmm. at the last minute in this like alley where they're like boxed in. It's Kevin Dunn. It's Kevin Dunn. Well, Kevin you know what Gary Sinise's name in Kevin this movie is? Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. Dunn. And yeah. at one point, Kevin Dunn goes, Thanks, Kevin Dunn. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fucking weird. It's weird. weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, Sinise ends up just killing himself because he's cornered and caught. Right. He sure does. Um, and it's kind of eh. It's kind of seems eh. like not quite. The original right. ending of this movie. Mm-hmm.
3: Involved, you, you saw the original I saw ending.
0: this in a in a screening way before it came out. And again, remember I told you in the previous podcast that I didn't like De Palma when I was young. Right. I didn't like this movie when I saw it. that, that version. I didn't like it when I saw it again to see what they changed. It's uh. only in, as I've grown up <laughs> that I've grown to really like this movie. But anyway, the original ending, and I think you can like watch it on YouTube. I couldn't something. find it. But. All right. Anyway, it involves a tidal wave hitting the boardwalk. Sounds cool. And to like me. like scrubbing everything away. Like mm. thematically that makes sense. And Sinise, if you watch, as the movie as it stands, there are constant shots toward the end of the movie of the big globe that yeah. is like the symbol of the hotel. Like Getting knocked off its perch and rolling around on the boardwalk, and it kind of never goes anywhere. Well, in the original version, Sinise gets rolled over by the by the globe. He gets smooshed why by the globe. We, why did we cut this stuff? The, the CGI looked really bad. Oh, okay. It was it I was in the that, mid though. '90s, and that stuff just looked terrible. But and everybody was like, "This sucks." That's we too can't bad do because it. that ending sounds so
1: much better. It also it makes perfect and, sense, and it, and it actually makes it actually works as opposed to the ending that happens where it's like because the Palma builds and builds and builds and then goes bah, ta-da, here's the magic trick i was doing and you yeah. go oh cool and this one is
0: just a big fat poof yeah. right it just kind of
1: like goes oh so nothing and then the stuff afterwards where it's like him getting hounded by the media i don't none of the whole ending kind of worked it for me it doesn't really work and there's
0: the scene i was talking about before where he's talking to Carlo Gugina and they're like Talking about how they almost drowned and all this stuff never happened in a tunnel or something. That's that happened in the original ending. Like the the, the place that they're hiding in gets flooded and they almost drown and all this stuff. And they leave it in. It's not a thing that you saw happen. It's really
2: strange. It's weird.
0: I think that it I mean, like, yeah, I think that it is kind of a big poof at the end of the movie. I do still love the very end tag after the credits. With yeah, the, the ring. The whole time during the credits, you're watching these guys, these construction guys at the hotel. They're, like, putting a column in or something, and mm-hmm. they're, like, very gingerly moving this thing around and signaling to each other. And, like, there's a crane lifting this big thing in and all this stuff. Slowly zooming slowly, in. slowly zooming in on this weird, like, off-center bit of this column. There's always a guy's hand in front of it. And then finally, right as the credits end, the guy takes his hand away, and there's this red jewel embedded in the column, which is the – from a ring that one of the conspirators had on her finger, right. she was like the hot she was redhead. hot
1: redhead, who was actually a, a hot blonde military lady. Yeah, but she was with like, like a distraction
0: during the fight and stuff. And like they kill her because she knows too much or whatever. And then like bury her body in some concrete. And the last little shot is like, oh, her body's in the column. You see
1: her ring. You see her ring as she's being put into the concrete, and yeah. then you don't think about it for twenty minutes, and then it shows that, and you're like. Oh yeah. So if you were, if you were, if you were not in, paying attention, I'm for into, a into it, but it's
0: meaningless. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's kind of how I feel about this whole movie. Like I really love it. <laughs> I think it is a blast. Even though I think the ending doesn't work, I still enjoy watching it. I've watched it like I don't know five times in the last four or five years. It's fun. You know, there's a, like it is
2: t- to a certain extent meaningless, but there is a an aspect of this movie that in, and we're talking about Snake Eyes here that I do find emotionally um, resonant, mm-hmm. and that's Nicolas Cage's relationship with Gary Sinise, and, yeah. th- and the moment where he finds out that Gary Sinise is dirty, he, Nicolas Cage is devastated. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's He's more mad. than just him being disappointed by his friend or whatever. I think that I think that there's a lot going on there with like him banking his entire identity or at least not hating himself as much as he should because he is still friends with this guy yeah. who is a straight arrow and I can be th- like you I can be like I can be like you someday I'm still friends with this guy this guy thinks I'm all right
0: so I'm not all that bad turns mm-hmm. mm-hmm. out and
2: So when he finds out that his friend is so dirty he is wrecked yeah. and like it feels like his whole life comes crashing Well not only that point, not point not is only, when
0: I think he decides he's really going to be the good guy
2: Yeah he's like I am not all that. The, the, the guy that I was banking everything on that I yeah. was still friends he's even worse than but I am not only so now what what does that
1: mean about me He finds out that the that his friend who he was such a good guy is a, is a good guy but that his friend who's such a good guy that he thought was his friend has essentially n- thinks that he's a fucking uh such a fucking idiot yeah that, that he hit, would go along with his that plan that yeah exactly and, and he is yeah and he so he's so he's like devastated by that too because not only does he like this guy oh no this guy's actually a bad guy it's also oh no this guy fucking has my number and he mm. he hates me yeah. He, th- yeah he thinks i'm a joke no. And and, and I so am. and he is, but like also maybe he's not. It's you know, a, I think that's so because I think that he comes, amazing character. He kind a movie not known. I'm gonna, for, I'm, for being I'm, i being... Like, uh, going an Cage is great. This isn't under Nicolas Cage is great. I don't want to give uh,
0: David Capp too much credit, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that this is not the De Palma part of the story. Like <laughs> that's that's a very writerly construct yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. for a movie, and I think that, that that's probably. Kepp's contribution, Oh, Kepp, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I mean, Kep. I see him going Klein like, I see Kep. De Palma going like, I want this, this, one of these, and this. <laughs> right. And David Kepp is like, okay, I'll write that movie, right? Yep.
1: Oh yeah, no, but it's but it's a great. I mean, that's the whole crux of the movie. Yeah. It's because you kind of do like the Cage character, even though he's like a real blowhard. <laughs>
0: it's a great. It's a great Mega Cage performance.
1: Yeah, he's all over the place. Terrific. Um. But uh. Yeah. But it keeps. But it keeps going back to that. But that, but that one scene in the boxing match, which I love, which is the mm-hmm. same as him, which is a callback to. Like what he did in Blowout, which is like, you know, constantly going. It keeps going back to that one, you know, with the sound. It keeps going and back. And Mission Impossible happens also. Mission Impossible, he keeps you keeps replaying that opening it'll scene. It'll happen in Femme Fatale. Uh-huh, well, it's going to, yeah, that's all. That's, well, we'll get to Femme Fatale in a second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, this also, this does the, this has the same gag in it that Mission Impossible has, too, where it's like somebody describing, a, like, in a flashback, narrating to you what happened, but you see the thing that really happened that they're not saying.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it, like in Mission Impossible, when he finds out that Phelps isn't dead and Phelps is telling him what happened, That's you poss- know it's a lie. Possibly my favorite scene in that whole yeah, movie. Yeah, you know it's a lie because you see Tom Cruise seeing what really happened and he's figuring it out. Yeah. Oh
2: man, what a great scene! <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Excuse awesome. me. The, makes the remember hair when stand Mission Impossible came of
0: my neck? out and then that that scene happened and at the time people were like, "What the fuck? I don't even understand what's happening." It was like confusing to audiences. At the yeah, time. I think yeah. it was
2: confusing to me too, but I still it still worked. Well, for people people are, reason. are
0: confused. People are about, stupid.
1: People are confused about Pulp Fiction being yeah. having the timeline broken. So you
0: know you can't. <laughs> Did I tell you that my <laughs> my dad texted me a few months ago and asked me like, "We're watching Pulp Fiction on TV right now. You, me, and your mom. What's in the briefcase?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah like, that's, that's wonderful I gotta know otherwise I can't understand the movie it's amazing <laughs> did he forget to write that in there Yeah I think I discovered a flaw in the um,
1: film Oh, I want to talk about
0: dad one if thing. you're listening to this I'm sorry
1: uh, he's not uh, one, one part of this that like was truly like a, and Travis will understand this fear also. once the, uh, the, was, uh, <laughs> one that that was a that was like a ter- like a terrifying shit. scene that isn't necessarily like a horror scene or a thrilling scene or whatever. Is just this whole sequence where Carla Gugino who has who has to wear glasses to see is is lost in this place where she's trying to escape from killers and there's POV shots of her where she can't see and that's a legit fear I have all the time of like. Not all the time, but they have of like if I lose these glasses, I'm I'm done. I'm just gonna sit down until I die or somebody helps me because I can't see. I couldn't navigate a public place without my glasses. Classic
0: POV De Palma stuff too. He's always playing around with that. Like, and we talked about blowout before and like dress to kill. Like one of my favorites in a in in one of the few De Palma movies that I don't think is very good, Black Dahlia. Mm -hmm. There's a great POV shot in that movie. There's a scene in a park and there's a guy sitting on a park bench reading a newspaper and he's like spying on some of the other characters and it cuts to his pov and the whole bottom half of the frame is covered by the newspaper it's, just, it's so fucking funny because he's looking over the he's newspaper. looking over the newspaper it's great yeah yeah he's always doing stuff But like anyway that.
1: as a glasses wearer uh that's a that's a that's a legit that's a legit fear oh yeah
2: that's a night like if you wake up in the morning and you've accidentally knocked your glasses like under your bed where and are you're, they like yeah, can't find your glasses you're like oh no uh-huh. i i guess i'm just going to die <laughs> <laughs> I mean what can
1: I I'm done, I'm I, don't done ha, I don't have this fear non, I see for free Non glasses. I, uh, ah, I have good vision wears, yeah.
0: You guys are You guys are pathetic well, you, have, you have other shitty qualities <laughs> I have plenty of <laughs> shitty qualities But I'm not afraid Of this stupid eyesight bullshit <laughs> Just spiders Losers oh. You guys wouldn't even be able To see the spiders If they were coming after you So well, quit saying you. that Yeah.
2: Quit saying that to us <laughs>
0: uh, At least I can see them <laughs>
2: I do ha- I, uh, before oh, before I do some Fuck quotes you. here. I got a, I did have one note in here that and this was this was early on. Though I wrote bad, bad Lieutenant Port of Call Atlantic City. Yeah, because Nicolas Cage is so he's really jacked up in this. I'd forgotten yeah. how how much he was I just wish, really. Nah, going suddenly, for I it. wish
0: Val Kilmer was in this movie.
2: Oh man, that would be awesome. Along, I mean, just
0: as a guy. I mean, or just re- you
1: know that'd be fine.
2: There's there's one point where Nicolas Cage goes, yeah baby yeah. <laughs>
1: he could play <laughs> John style. That would be
2: great. Yeah, John Hurd's
1: like who cares. <laughs> r.i.p john yes. heard yeah.
2: i can't have sex with the same woman for 20 years it's not natural i'm yeah. ricky I'm, I'm, I'm ricky he's just shouting <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm the king oh what's the one part where, what, about a sewer or something like he's that? he's a little
1: doing a little elvis thing but mm-hmm. not really You're i not was made to for this you know?
2: sewer baby and i am the king <laughs> <laughs> he's just st- standing up and dancing
1: and shouting all the time it's so fun right? people kind of love him even the guy he beats up, he's like, Hey, Ricky, come on, don't yeah. take my money. Oh man, you do that all the time. Oh, you're okay. It's almost like everybody's like cool with this guy, but maybe it's because we're supposed to be seeing it from his perspective where he's like and then, you know, he's devastated when he realizes that nobody thinks he's cool. At one
2: point <laughs> at one point one of the characters tells him the name of a person that a guy's name has T in it somewhere and Nicolas Cage like claps his hands, I'll call him Mr. T and you're like, There's no way that was in the script. That's that is an ad lib. And De Palma was like, I don't know, keep it I don't in, God, I guess. Just she can't stop him from doing shit. <laughs> uh, that was the plan to give you a boner, and you got one. Congratulations! <laughs> I don't remember who says that. Gary but that's Sinise. Sinise. He's, He's talking about Sinise. the redhead. He's talking. They made date Gary Sinise, noted conservative, say that line. <laughs> you got a boner. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, you were the one who was practically giving me a knob job in the bar. <laughs> What do you think this is, a bus stop? That's is that
1: the, is that the, fat, the, guy, the fat guy? The Loathsome fat guy? She pretends to be a hooker to get safe in his and room? Then, and then Gary nee- Sinise shows up and he goes, Yeah, come with me. See, look what happened. Look what she did. And you're like, God, this guy is insufferable.
2: Fucking pig, yeah. And we would be remiss not to point out the fact that, t- t- that both Gary Sinise and Nicolas Cage say the titular line of this film... Snake Eyes, baby. Because oh, Gary Sinise goes shit. like, "You got no chances, no chances left." Nicholas Cage, Snake Eyes, <laughs> and then at the end, Nicholas Cage has been mercilessly, mercilessly beaten up, and yeah. he's got like cotton stuffed Snake into his mouth, eyes. and he goes,
3: "You got nothing left to do! Snake Eyes!" <laughs> Great.
2: <laughs> this movie's a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, I think that's
1: where we, I think we should uh, g- g- move along from Snake Eyes. Ratings? On that note. Uh, oh
0: man, ratings. I give this four non-existent tidal waves.
2: Okay, what about juds?
0: Uh four juds, two douglases.
2: Two doug. Uh I guess there is a lot I'm of I'm going to give you some
0: douglas Oh, Carl Gugino has some amazing tits in this movie. Carly I mean, G- I don't G- want to sound like a pig, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah,
2: obviously that was, you know, an intentional I'm sorry. thing to include. Uh, she's very Brian hot De- Brian De Palma clearly found her to be a very attractive lady yep. <laughs> and shot her and she such. doesn't get murdered in it right? I like her
1: character I like her for once, I for like very, Gugino a lot
0: look once, their mission was to give me a boner and they gave me for one once, for once a very attractive
1: yeah. woman in a Brian De Palma movie does doesn't not get, get murdered. mercilessly slashed yeah, death. yeah. Uh,
0: well Nancy Allen technically survived dressed to kill that's, that's
1: true. That's, that's true. true.
2: Yeah. she's just a little uh, wrecked. Her dreams she's, are fucked up. Yeah. She's traumatized, but she'll get over it. She'll I'm giving it three and a half Juds. Um, I'm giving it one Douglas. It's just not very sleazy. And uh, I'm gonna give it uh, two Snickers. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give it probably. I'll give it two two Douglases. One and a half. It's it's for a movie with with Nicholas Cage in it that takes place in Atlantic City. It is it is really not that sleazy, Mm-mm. except for the one scene where Carlo Gugino is like. In her bra, but then even that is just her trying to wash blood out of a wound yeah. <laughs> that she
2: got from a sniper. I assumed this movie was PG-13, but we That's looked right it up it. and it's R. And I
1: a, of, a I lot of a lot of bad language. language. This
0: bad language. I didn't even notice there being violence that much and bad language. language. This is
1: Nicolas Cage swearing constantly. I guess. Yeah, I wish there was more of it. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Th- I'm gonna give it three Juds. Mm-hmm. I didn't love this movie, but I, li- I like it. It's it's okay. It's good. It does its thing. Once it gets to the once they start explaining the missile system more than once, I was kind of checking yeah. out. Checking and the out ending. in the ending, like as it stands like really really kind of blew it for me kind of it just felt like it washed but uh I'm very, I'm
0: very lenient with the department oeuvre
1: I, i'm i'm lenient well, i mean I'm, I'm more lenient with something like i just feel like this something like something raising cane i just feel like this felt like it was building towards something and then kind of like yeah. whiffs at the end and Definitely then it has does. and then it has a whole coda that sort of like whiffed for me too where they're talking and like it just none of the end none of the last like you know, five to ten minutes kind of worked for me. Should
0: end this podcast when you cut it together with that awful song that closes this Jesus movie, Christ Sin no. City. It's like, what's? Let's, who not, it? let's not do that. I forget mm. who recorded the song. God damn. It's uh, really funny. I'll find it and put it in it's here. It's called cause, Sin cause, City or something.
1: Because now that. people are going to want to hear it. And I'm yeah. going to give it uh, five out of five Luis Guzman cameos. Mm. Nice. Because I love Luis Guzman. Where is he? What happened to him? Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next movie. From director
3: Brian De Palma, master of the erotic thriller, comes a new suspense sensation.
0: This top supermodel's wearing more than you'd think 10 million in diamonds. This isn't a game tonight. People can die. Remember, no names and no guns. Go. The witch double-crossed us. She ran away with the diamonds.
1: A little under four million. Bad for a nice work, huh?
0: Where are the diamonds? (laughs) One of De Palma's greatest and certainly his last true... Kind masterpiece a, movie. Yeah, kind
1: of a Brian De
2: Palma last hurrah.
1: I always like to say that this is like Brian De Palma m- making a Brian De Palma movie. Like <laughs> He always gets accused, like we've talked about before, of, of riffing on Hitchcock, which he does here too, but this one feels like Brian De Palma watched all of Brian De Palma's movies and then went... Well, I, I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and you it's, would expect Brian De Palma to die after making this, is, this or he, something. He like, goes, goes to 11 back. on this one. It's yeah. kind of his swan song. Yeah, yeah it feels like a swan song even though, though he's, he's still, still alive. alive. And he's and his last movie I enjoyed, but not this one. Anyway. And this was 2002. 2002's yeah. Femme Fatale. Uh, Femme Fatale, another another
2: movie like Snake Eyes. That The first time I saw in the theater, I was like, what the fuck is this? And I didn't like it, and I went back and watched it again. I was like, oh, this was, uh, this was actually a really quick turnaround, because I just
0: watched it one more time and was like, oh, no, it's Oh, I saw this awesome. in the theater, and, and everybody hated it. It got like, yeah. horrible reviews when it came out. I'm like, well, i got to fucking see this. It it's got, got horrible
1: reviews except for one guy, my boy Roger Ebert. Yeah, he Four loved it. Review. Oh, he gets it. Yeah, yeah
0: he and, did, yeah. And then we, I went and saw it and was like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so
1: fun I, fun Rebecca fatale. Romaine Stamos at the Stamos time at again the time. again and this I think this is like this is so uh, I, this wasn't from the 90s but I'm gonna kind of push it into the 90s because it feels like a De Palma 90s because Mission Impossible Snake Eyes and this movie all open with have like bravura opening sequences mm-hmm. where oh you just oh boy. like like all three of those movies where you're like woo. This movie's gonna ride the wave of that for a while. Yeah. You know? And
2: thank God for that sequence
1: too, because I'm not sure I
2: would have gotten back and watched this again, but I did know that I loved that opening scene and I was like, well I, well, I want to yeah. watch that again. The bolero. And then I, I just kept scene. watching it and was like, oh, now I like
1: it. And just one of the great one of the great like one of the greatest like heist sequences yeah. in the last it's ten so years perfect. and, I mean, and I mean, De Palma
2: I mean, too, because Brian De Palma was just sitting in his den or whatever, going, like, what if there was a heist movie that involved two gorgeous broads <laughs> naked and <laughs> making out making out with each <laughs> just other. Just one of them. boobs." hanging out and then they heist yeah. something oh, i'm calling up whoever i'm calling up a bunch of european financiers
1: <laughs> so raising Kane starts with a shot of uh coming but coming out of the tv is the monitor of his daughter's bed right yeah uh snake eyes opens on does it open on a monitor like it's a TV cameras, mo- security yeah. camera monitor this opens on a television you see Re- Re- rebecca rebecca reflected she's in watching it watching double indemnity watching double indemnity she's watching double indemnity, oh, okay, yeah, she she's watching double indemnity in french yeah um
0: and it's the scene at the end where where uh, barbara Stanwyck uh, and frederick murray sort of have their confrontation where yeah. she shoots him and then she's yeah. like i'm gonna shoot you again but i can't do it yeah and she's
1: like laying sexually on a bed reflected in the tv watching this thing. i think she's yeah. tapless no
0: um, i don't remember yeah she she's might, tapless she because the yeah. guy shows up and you know, right. you're kind of like wow she's just hanging out tapless oh that's right because the guy. guy's like it's time to do the heist let's go yeah and so anyway so this movie rebecca Romaine Stamens is a thief She's involved in a in a very elaborate heist t- t- that takes place during the Cannes, during the film, Cannes festival, film festival. Shot during the Cannes film festival, yeah. the 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 movie they go see East West is a real movie. <laughs> they got the real guy who directed it and his star Sandrine Bonaire. <laughs> They're in the movie, sitting in the theater watching it. It takes it's in the movie, yeah, um, and. Uh, they stage this elaborate heist that they're stealing this, uh, this like diamond encrusted bustier thing off of this model. This,
1: yeah. Who who came in with the
0: director who's, uh, who you said before. My I friend. can't remember the guy's name. Um. Uh, and then he, and then, uh, but she like double crosses her partners and then they come after her, yeah. try to kill her, uh, nearly succeed, but she gets away uh, and Here's where the movie here's gets where weird. the movie gets weird. <laughs> she she escapes, but then goes to no, she
1: gets. No, what happens is that she gets she's 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 caught by one of the bad guys, and he chucks her off of the like second. One of them gets caught and put. in He gets captured by the cops because he gets shot during the heist. Two of them,
0: they both do. No, one,
1: no, only one of them does. One of the other one like finds her, throws her off of this like balcony. She crashes onto something. She lands Soft. on a pile of towels. Yeah. Earlier, she'd she'd been talking to the other woman from the heist because they're they're right. double crossing together in this church, and these people recognized her. So she gets she falls in these crates and is unconscious. And then these people come up and are like, "It's our daughter! It's our daughter! That's who! Right. That, that's who they thought she was earlier." So meanwhile, the other the other she, goon is like, "Shit! I gotta go! I can't like, yeah. kill
0: her now or whatever." Because but these people, so, think she, that leaves. She, so is she leaves. she leaves. Their long estranged daughter. Yeah.
2: They, their daughter has just suffered a horrible tragedy. Her two her children. She finds this out by like reading uh, stuff around the room, and the, well, so the she parents wakes, are both concerned yeah. with her, and they make an allusion to a tragedy that she yeah. suffered. And she's like, "What the fuck?" So are you she, w- about? she she wakes, wakes
1: up, up. She wakes up in this person's house, and these people leave her with her, and they're like, "Hey, drink your hot tea and stuff." And she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because she was wearing this black wig, and she finds pictures, and she looks exactly exactly like this, like this she's other a woman, ganger for this this French lady who's i think it's her i think it's her husband and daughter died mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. it's some some tragedy had happened to yeah, her her whole life is destroyed. it's like implied you don't ever it, i don't think it's like ever necessarily specifically said or whatever but it's sort of like there's definitely a
2: daughter that has died but there's someone else too
1: yeah Keep uh calm. yeah um and then so then she's like yeah, whatever i'm gonna take a bath and she's kind of like <laughs> lucky break so she's taking this bath <laughs> and um as she's in this bath she's kind of like falling asleep and slipping she goes, oh and then it's a she hears someone outside the storm is raging outside there's all this water themed mm-hmm. stuff going on at the time so the storms raging and then she someone comes inside and she's like oh shit i got to so she gets out of the tub and kind of walks in. And it's the girl, it's the daughter. It's her doppelganger. Who'd gone missing. And she's coming, she's crying, and she's in the range She's like, She's going to kill herself. And she doesn't know. She's oh, going to kill herself oh. with oh. Russian roulette. And there were these. Which yeah. is what you do. And there were these plane tickets also that were there. And she's like. Mh. And she she actually, I think she literally says, lucky fucking break well, or something Well,
0: the, the daughter was going to get. Like, start a new life yeah. with these plane tickets. Go to America. But Rebecca Romain has taken those plane tickets. And she's going to use them and get she's away. She's going
1: to use them. So this lady comes in. She can't find the plane tickets. So she's like, fuck it. So she sits down at this table with this gun. And Rebecca Romaine is just like watching the whole time. She's like watching on, like, uh, "What's this lady gonna do?" And then she like. Blows her brains he out. She, brain does, she, she kills up, but she
2: does it Russian roulette style. So yeah. she yeah. spins it once. Well, she doesn't do and it. Then the Rebecca, first time. Rebecca Romaine goes, and then Rebecca Romain goes, and then she goes click. She goes, oh, and right. then she, and then it goes okay, reset. And then she spins the gun again. And she goes, and then she blows. Her which brain. is important. <laughs> like, which well, is important for later. In the yeah. When you know. first see it happen, you're like, that's an odd way for that to happen. But it it ends right. up be, having <laughs> no so then Rebecca
0: Romain assumes this dead woman's identity. Yep. I, I, assume, I, I guess she cleans up the body, whatever. Assumes her identity. Takes the plane tickets. Gets on a plane where she meets Coyote this politician, Peter, Ooh, Coyote, Peter Coyote. Who, Coyote <laughs> by the way, she passed in the hotel room earlier in the movie. Guy walked right past. Oh, it. I didn't notice yeah. that. But doesn't matter. It's just a weird little. He's the richest bit. man in the world. Yeah, he's like he's a, like a he's like a he, socialite businessman who wants to get into politics. He wants to get into politics. They strike up a conversation. She takes on a French accent. Yeah, she Terrible. pretends to be French. They end up getting married. She He becomes the ambassador. Well, no, it to cuts it goes, it, They're on the plane,
1: and then it goes seven years later. It goes to seven years later. Yeah. Over the course of like five <laughs> minutes, you've got like a doppelganger.
0: Yeah.
2: Seven years later. What? <laughs> it's great. It's nuts. They end
0: up married. He becomes the French ambassador. So now they're back in Paris mm-hmm. seven years later. Seven. And now we meet Antonio Banderas, who is this freelance sleazebag photographer. Who
1: popped up in the earlier scene taking pictures of him, her and her camouflage camouflage. Uh, Yes. Clothed the girlfriend outside this church. Outside this church he's where making, he still lives. He's making this collage from his balcony of yeah. this whole Yeah, He street. hasn't worked
2: in seven years, <laughs> is still able to live in this uh, wonderful flat. Uh, must be nice being French or living in France. <laughs>
0: but he gets contracted to get photographs of the French ambassador's wife for yep. some reason. For yeah. some reason, well, because no, because and, and then she, she's unknown. She's unknown. Like no people. one knows who she is. Oh, okay. yeah. so so like she's like a mystery. mystery.
1: So people are like we want to. Eat. So he's a he's a paparazzi. Basically, yeah. it seems
2: like a thing that would so ever sleazy, happen unless you needed it
1: to. And in a movie.
0: then he gets the he gets the well. photos. He takes the photos. Uh, like her security detail led by Greg Henry wants him to yep. cough up the photos, and they try to shake him down. Uh, but because of the photos get published. Just about now, the guy who tried to kill the guy who she was on the heist with is getting out of prison. Which is
1: one of my favorites, is because he's standing on this road, this prison road, and there's all these dudes— he's in, just in his tuxedo, clothes, and he's in his tuxedo in covered in blood that he got shot in seven years before. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he,
2: and then a guy in a swanky car like pulls up a and drives away, up. and all the other criminals that are getting out are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah they're getting on a bus. And yeah, they're getting and on the bus. other criminal comes up and he, he gets goes on a fancy like, "Fancy car." He goes, I
1: only steal the best. and yep. laugh. <laughs>
2: And then the guy Classic. immediately starts like uh getting mad at the dude and, and then he finds out about he he just wants to he, he's been thinking about vengeance for the whole seven years. Yeah. He just wants to kill that bitch. If you like Rebecca Romaine Stamos being called a bitch, this is the movie <laughs> for you because every character gets to do it at some point. She yep. even does often it. With herself. The, often
1: with the variation you fucking bitch. She calls herself a bitch at some point too. Yeah. I'm gonna um, kill that fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, you bitch. Uh, even oftentimes the nice, it's in French. Even the nicest character in the movie, the nice yes, guy Juan who is Antonio Banderas, calls her a bitch at some point.
0: Yeah, oh, she fucks him over pretty good too. She's, oh yeah, uh,
2: it should be noted she's not necessarily a good guy. No, she's, but she's a fun fatale.
1: It's almost impossible not to
2: like her though, because she, she's just—it's she's very she's well played a survivor, by Rebecca Man, Roman, and she has tons of fun. Yeah, she has a she's fun, fun What's
1: the line. She says, "I'm, I'm bad. Oh fuck, there's we'll get to that. I got we'll it. To, okay, okay, we'll get to that. But uh, so anyway, all this happens." blah 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 she's gonna she doesn't know about these guys but she's gonna like double she's trying to double cross the Peter Coyote character for a bunch of money she cons the Antonio Banderas character into thinking she's a battered wife and stuff anyway
0: with makeup she's trying to get away a a second time she's basically trying to extricate herself from this whole position and get away again
1: It all she's trying to get away so she can just be herself or whatever um Stop
2: using that terrible French
1: accent all the there's, time. so these guys get out of prison and then there's this scene that happens on this road where this la- the lady from before she's the uh, her, partner her partner who was who was wearing the, uh, who the, was wearing the diamonds. Boosty at the beginning goes and gets this case and then there's this whole slow motion sequence where she runs out there and these guys are chasing after her and it's the guys and they like end up yeah. they, slow they end motion. up killing her. They, they impale end up throwing... her on the back no, of her. No, no, a... no. They throw her in front of a truck.
0: Yeah, they well she gets they, get, yeah, impaled. The time, they the get impaled. First time, the first time get impaled. He's oh, seen they get impaled. They end. throw her in front of a truck. They, they throw truck. her oh, in front okay. of a truck and they kill her.
2: But you get this great, this very De Palma effect. Yeah, she's like running in heels on cobblestone streets, hot model legs in the, with the Foley of the heels clogging well, on the, the streets. It's the, very the
1: picture of of Rebecca Romijn going like this, like blocking the paparazzi mm-hmm. shot, is on this banner. And so then that's how they then after they kill this lady, they, they go, her. "Oh shit, it's her!" And He's like, "I want to kill that bitch." Yeah, so they've killed the one lady. They've killed the one lady who double crossed him. So now they're gonna go after Rebecca Romijn, who meanwhile is trying to double cross, is trying to <laughs> scam a bunch of money from. Pierre Coyote, who's the French ambassador, and so blah blah blah. It all ends up on this bridge. Uh, he comes to get the money alone. He's like, "Don't, uh, uh, I'm not gonna. Uh, don't, don't shoot her or whatever." And then she, uh, Antonio, she's like. She shoots Peter Coyote. We went over and takes this. Missed money. this
2: whole part where she just she just takes Antonio Banderas oh, yeah, on this yeah, weird yeah. sex this weird manipulation joyride. They go to a French scumbag bar. Yeah, and she's like, if you're not gonna fuck me, Antonio, then I'm gonna get this other guy to fuck me. Makes like makes Antonio Banderas beat mm-hmm. a guy to death, or, or possibly to death, and then he fucks her on a pool table. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and he's and he's it's very obsessed. Fucking crazy for a
1: guy who's like a paparazzi and stuff. He's a very he seems like a generally a nice guy. And it's then a he, one, It's a very charming Banderas. And performance. then he, he gets and then he's like kind of dropped into this world of shittiness by this by this awful woman. So anyway, I didn't want to skip all that. I just wanted to get to the part where yeah. the movie breaks it, where it keeps going again. Yes. Yeah. Cuz then she cuz then she, she kills Peter Coyote. She's got the money. She's like blah 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 and then she shoots uh, Antonio Banderas and then those guy and then those fucking two guys from her partners from the beginning show up and they're like you fucking bitch or whatever yeah. and they th- <laughs> they throw, they, her, off they the throw her off the bridge. She goes into the water. She goes in the water and then she goes She's the water, naked. And she's now. naked in the water. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, that's, that's weird." That's weird. And then she, she comes, comes out of the water. Up, and she comes out of the water and she's in the fucking bathtub. And you're
0: like, oh, and she's then... She's in the bathtub and then her doppelganger is there doppelganger again. comes back We've in.
2: We've got ourselves a Groundhog Day scenario. And the
1: scene plays over again. And uh, I noticed it this time. I hadn't noticed it before, but um, if you watch the, f- the first scene where she's, um, where she's watching the girl come in, the, there's rain and the water from the tub and stuff and it's all overflowing. There's a fish tank... Yeah, mm-hmm. the fish tank. They never do. They the ever fish explain tank, why it's overflowing? The fish tank is overflowing because that's what I mean. There's all this water stuff where it's overflowing. There's a scene also when she meets Peter Coyote In the scene, there's a shot of in the foreground. There's someone pouring water into a glass, like a stewardess, and it's overflowing. It's all these little things where it's like, oh, this is all in her not happening. It's all a dream. It's or all whatever. a dream. Something.
0: No, it's all a dream. She I mean, literally does say that. She comes in and explains. I just dreamed your whole future. I and mine. Dream-
1: I just dreamed your whole future. Here take these tickets. You're gonna meet this guy. Now get the fuck out of here, or you can blow your brains out. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> they I'm go there. I'm your fucking fairy your godmother, fucking and fairy- I just
2: dream- dreamed your future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's and then she's like, take these tickets. You'll you can live your life and not have to kill yourself here. And this is why the Russian roulette thing happens because she clicks it one time. Yeah. And then the second. And then time- she- the second time she's about to do it, and she's like, All right, yeah. I'll stop. Her. I'm gonna yeah. stop okay. this
1: shit. So so this takes girl- the gun
2: and basically fight yeah, yeah. clubs her into like fixing her life. And then uh, and then the lady goes like how am, why am I supposed to believe that uh, what you say and she's like cuz I know that there's a bolt in this gun blam yeah. yeah and then it just cuts to the lady trying to Well then she gets in a, she gets in a again. truck
1: and she gives the guy the truck driver this 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 medallion this medallion that was like her her daughter's and she's like She's, they had this whole conversation. She's like, oh, that's when she says my daughter, it was my mm-hmm. daughter's, and her daughter and her husband died. And then she says, "Like, he's like, oh, but I'm on the road so much I don't get to see my daughter. And he's like, well, here, this is for your daughter. Keep it with you all the time. He's like, well, hang it right here in the window. Cut to seven years later.
0: <laughs> yep, cut to seven <laughs> years later <laughs> again. And it's Rebecca Romaine. We're, we're back and, in the square, the square uh, where the girl got hit by
1: the truck. And then it's Rebecca Romaine and that girl, and they're sitting at a table, and they're talking. And meanwhile, like some other poster goes up where the Rebecca Romijn one is. And it has nothing to do with the, yeah. with the, the you know, this. There's some news report that's like, I'm the, the French, French ambassador, ambassador who has a wife who's lovely and they have three children. And it's yeah. like, all this all worked out. So they're like at this same cafe. The lady goes in to and comes running out with the case. The same scene happens. The guys are coming after her. And there's like this uh, lowered part of a truck that's like spikes, yeah. basically. It's
0: like where you would load on a pallet and yeah. lift it up into the truck. So
1: so she so then like there's this and there's this photographer trying to take wedding photos which was it's the whole scene is played out again the, the second same time, way. Yeah. This truck driver though is the same truck driver that had given the lady a ride. He's got the little medallion in his car. So this time when the lady when they like throw the lady in front of the truck, the light hits his medallion just right that he goes ah for a second and he ends up hitting the two crooks who then get impaled on the spikes of this truck. So it's just, <laughs> and then and then and then Rebecca <laughs> Remain Stamos gets
2: knocked down in the melee. Yeah. And Antonio Banderas has been watching this, and he goes up to her He's and it's like, "Oh, oh are you, are okay? you okay? Yeah. And she and I guess they're gonna be like together because they were meant to be I together. I don't know. I guess so. I don't know, but I think I mean, doesn't I think matter. She's and also then, kind then, of. And got then got this, you get the collage of the. And then
1: you get the collage. She's and got, it's this, got the glowing orb yeah, it, and, yeah. all this, and this stuff. She's got this wry smile because she like knows what's going on. It's such a weird thing, and she just knows what's happening. And I, I fucking, I don't know. I love it. I think it's great. It's it's totally a construction of every kind of thing that we talk about on here it's and if you're like, listening
2: to this podcast and you haven't seen this movie and you're trying to follow this plot along and going like what just watch are they it? talking just watch about it. It? it doesn't really matter just watch it i i felt that the first the the first time i saw it too it kind of doesn't matter it's yeah. just a it's just a it's kind of dreamlike i really movie. like it really is
0: the another movie would sit you would sit there and go like well, wait what really happened right this is—it's exactly this what is they what said. Really <laughs> it's what really happened. She dreamed their future, and then she wakes up, yeah. and here we're out of it now. A lot it's of this movie—you so just
2: gotta accept it and enjoy it. Yeah. You gotta go along for the ride because the ride is really fun. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's a, and just, just to give you kind of an idea of how kind of anything goes in this movie, one of the parts that I appreciated watching it for the third time was where I was just like, Jesus, was where Antonio Banderas kind of like meets up with her for the first time in that hotel room, and he's doing a gay caricature for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So you got Antonio Banderas already with his accent doing another affectation going like, well, I'm just going to go check out this, uh, your hotel room. And he's doing a thing. Rebecca Romijn doing a terrible French accent. They're both talking to each other in these weird put-ons was <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? It's all what it, kind of shit is this? It's all play. It's, but all it's really like, entertaining.
1: It's all like De Palma. I don't know. It's kind of the epitome of the Palma movies. I don't think it's his best movie or anything. I just think it's the it's what he's going for all the time, and it's it's pure it De Palma. Doesn't, and it doesn't work for a lot of people because it's such because it like twists like two or three times in real weird ways, and he's just and and he's basically just going. Like someone will go like, well, I don't get it. He go, yeah, I don't. Well, then that's not my problem. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> tough You shit. know, like the whole movie kind of feels like it's doing that to you. Like, well, I don't, I don't care if you don't know what's going on. I mean, it, it is obvious what's going on, but it's also like the movie isn't one. It's not one of those movies that like takes place in the real world. It takes place in the movie. It's a movie. It's. A, I mean, it starts at the Cannes Film Festival. She's watching a femme fatale movie at the beginning, so yeah. it's it's sort of just a thing where you know I don't.
0: I think it does a lot of what Body Double does. It's about yeah. shifting perspectives and constant voyeurism. And it never yeah. abandons the audience's point of view, but it's constantly messing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just him going like, this is all a fantasy. This is all a constructed reality. Yeah. And that's why the last shot is so cool with the with the collage. Again, it's a constructed version of reality. Right. He's yeah. put together yeah. from tiny pieces. That's, yeah, that's
1: important. Yeah, and, uh, and that
0: special art project, uh,
2: p- p- done by Brian done De Palma's his relative. Is that a son? I think it's a son. Oh, it's really? called a special art project done by like <laughs> Chaz De Palma, de Palma, yeah. de Palma oh, or whatever. Bingo De Palma. Bingo. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry,
1: Bingo. Sorry, Bingo De Palma for that. <laughs> but it's cool. It's a cool art project. No, it's um, fucking great. Um, yeah, jeez. I mean, Rebecca Romaine
2: Stamos fucking owns this movie. Yeah, I not not necessarily known for her chops, and it's not mm-hmm. exactly a classical great performance. No, but this is like it's Sharon just, Stone and in Basic Instant yeah, Good. it's, it's just fucking pure, incredible. Like well, personality, this, she's like gets the tone of this character somehow. Mm-hmm. Is able to play this total scumbag character and make you and make you just love her. Like yeah. and just like, she's so funny. Like when and, the, when those
1: crooks find her and kill her in that uh, the quote unquote the first climax or whatever. You're like no, yeah. <laughs> you kind of wanted her to get it. You're like, it's too bad she shot Peter Coyote, who seemed nice, but you're also like, well, I want her to see her get away with this. <laughs> yeah, she's a bad guy. And also, we can't say we didn't talk enough about the opening sequences. Maybe to scored to Bolero yeah. and how they it's steal these and truly it's, incredible. It's it's just one. Of, it's one of it's it's, got these two broads making out in the bathroom. It's one of his best. They I think make it. In. I think, yeah. <laughs> you, Robert Loja. Where do you come from? <laughs> it's oh. it's one of the. I think it's one of Brian De Palma's best like set pieces. It'd be in my it'd be in my top five. I think five. this
0: whole movie is just one big fat Brian De Palma. Set oh, I mean, kind of yeah. feels like well, it. Well, because yeah.
1: I mean, the middle sequence, the, sequ- the big set piece that we see twice yeah. is also fucking just brilliant to you know, put together. Like, it's like he's showing you all these pieces, and the whole first time you're like, why are we seeing these people and this photographer looking at the sun, waiting for the sun to come out? Mm-hmm. And the whole so the whole first time you're like, I don't. know. And then you see it the second time, you go, oh, all these little things that he showed us in the first one. I don't know. It's such a construct. It's so it's so <laughs> yeah. It's so like. Clever with it's huge quotes around perfect. it. And I love it. You just see him smiling, going, "Yep, I did it." And then people kind of didn't really holy care about Holy mackerel, <laughs> I did it! Holy yeah. mackerel! Have you ever it watched, watched the
0: documentary De Palma? Which you should watch. He yeah. says, "Holy mackerel!" Yeah, everybody watch lot. the
1: watch the watch the the, the <laughs> documentary De Palma. And if you can find it, look up that Brian De Palma interviews book. It is it is worth a read? It's he's combative in weird ways. He's just a great interview. He's a great person to listen to talk about his movies but just about movies and cinema in general he gets he gets real mad when uh, Noah Baumbach during that documentary brings up uh coverage, coverage. coverage? What's well, an old joke yeah
0: coverage coverage yeah. coverage yeah over just...
1: the over the shoulder shots too. he's like what about doing over the shoulder shots he's like I never do fucking over the shoulder shots yeah <laughs> And it's true. Yeah, he does. No, I can't think of one. And if, he, if one. he does, it's there's like there's some other reason he's doing an over the shoulder shot rather than like
0: at the end, of dress to kill.
1: Exactly. I think Brian yeah. De Palma
2: would do something so pedestrian. He's gonna crank the camera at like a yeah. seventy nine <laughs> degree angle, like that scene in Mission Impossible <laughs> where him and Kittrich are confronting each other, and you're just yeah. like, what angle is that? Yeah. I don't even. You're my my about brain me. can't even process how we
1: got that shot. I love okay, that. well, and it's just too. You're worried about talking. me. Why? Um, Why? I, and I don't know Kitchard, what, You've never seen me very upset. The other, the other IMF team at uh, ten o'clock. Do we have That's anything so else? Good. Do we have anything else before we go into some quotes to Red say light. about Femme fatale? or get some quotes? Uh, I, I got a couple quotes.
2: Uh, it, it actually wasn't kicking up very many quotes at first because there's actually not even a whole lot of dialogue in this mm-hmm. movie. But then, uh, then that was well. There's one at one point just to give you kind of an example about what kind of what people say a lot in this movie. This is just a typical line. Uh, whispered by Antonio Banderas I have never kidnapped anyone you fucking bitch." yeah <laughs> and then at one point uh, when she's when she's like seducing him in the basement of a yeah. French scumbag bar uh, she goes he's like I don't know because he hates her right and shes she goes you don't have to lick my ass just fuck me <laughs> and I was like oh my and then they've just done it and uh, and then she and then she's like we're gonna keep doing this caper and he's like I don't know I'm skeptical about doing this and she goes, yeah, we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. Spot so, on, Antonio so, Banderas. So wipe it off and let's go get it.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, gross. Yeah. Good God. It's great. It's good stuff. Uh, uh, there's one... Shit. God damn it. There's one line that's... Uh, I'm a, I'm a bad girl, Nicholas. Yeah, real bad. Real bad. Rotten to the heart. I love it. that's right before I believe that's right before she gets thrown off the bridge after she shot him because he's like you rotten bitch. Everybody is calling her a bitch a lot. It, it, it must be
2: over twenty times that someone refers yeah. to her of some variation of bitch.
1: Um. So, but anyway, that's uh, Brian De Palma's femme fatale.
0: ratings. Oh my gosh. I yeah. feel like I know where what, what your ratings are gonna be on this. I'm giving this like five across the board. Yeah. Just because it's very sleazy. Five it's five very five sleazy. five juds, five five Juds. What's your five Douglases? What's your person wh- what's your, pers- what's your uh... five bullets? No, five empty chambers. Nice.
1: Ooh <laughs> Clever girl. Uh,
2: clever girl. Uh, I'm giving it I'm gonna give it four juds, just you know. Kind of keep that space, uh, that overhead. It's great. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I like it a lot. But, you know, more than anything else, just to kind of keep room for what for the five stars are. I'm going to give it four Douglases. It is it is sleazy as all hell. But, again, just is it is it, you know, is it body, is it body of evidence level sleazy? I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff where people are having sex with their underwear on. And I mean, those lines you just read are pretty gross. That's pretty pretty gross. <laughs> but we've seen some real shit in we've this, uh, in this instinct, podcast. We've seen basic instincts, yeah. And then I'm gonna give it
1: uh, five overflowing aquariums. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm 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 gonna go four, four Douglas's, four, mm-hmm. four Judd's. I don't four and am I'm gonna go four and a half Judds. Mm, okay. I think I, I, lo- I really love this movie. This is one I go to bat for a lot because I think this is one that people kind of don't. Kind of people forget about or go like, "Isn't that movie terrible or something?" And I'm like, "No, it's great. It's just you gotta be, <laughs> you just gotta be it's with gotta it. Gotta be me. You just gotta be with it. You gotta be with the movie." I think if you're like, you're not fi- very with it. If though. you're fighting, I'm not with it in general, but I am no. with this movie. With you, what you're with, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what it? <laughs> what uh, what so, is it? Seems weird, seems and, scary weird to you. and Scary to me. And boy, when am I? Met. Oh, I give it. Uh, I'm gonna give five out of five uh, bloody shirts that you got back after you got it. A Oh, good. <laughs> I'm giving it five
2: clothes on sex scenes. <laughs> five dry humps. <laughs> five dry humps. <laughs> five
0: wipe offs. Um, <laughs> raising lame. Um, pretty oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Flem fatal. Flem fatal. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Black <laughs> eyes.
2: Black eyes. <laughs> Fake eyes. Fake eyes. Fake eyed. <laughs> Fake guys.
1: Dumb fatal. Dumb Not Jeez. bad, not bad.
0: I don't know. I like
2: that. <laughs> uh yeah, I think that's about as good as we're gonna get it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like phlegm, phlegm fatale.
1: Phlegm that's phlegm really fatale. <laughs> good. <Fatale. laughs> Pretty meaningless. Uh all right. Boy, well that uh what are we doing next? That sums up our uh well let's just let's, let's say goodbye to Brian De Palma first, everybody. Oh yeah, well we did two episodes of Brian De Palma Brian De Palma in,
2: All in one day, the Oscars have started The Oscars, Oscars have started so, Yeah, uh, if you're
0: wondering, Regina King won Oh, good uh, For Beale Street and and, If you
1: guys are in the future are wondering yeah, who won If you're wondering
0: who won the Oscars tonight And Free <laughs> Solo, one of my most hated movies of this year All right One best documentary We're not going to get so. into that right now but, uh, Alex Honnold's a piece of shit. That's all I want to say. <laughs>
1: um, so, uh, for our next podcast, uh, we're going to have a special guest. Who oh, is that? Is that the we're gonna have one? We're going to have Outlaw Verne. Oh, shit. Is that famous? happening right away? The famous Outlaw Verne, and uh, we're going to be doing three Denzel movies. Mm. Oh. We're going to do f- The Bone Collector, ah. Fallen, ah. and a favorite of all of ours. So, another one that oh, we're all yeah. going to love. The ricochet, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get one yeah. of one of the greatest Lithgo performances of, all, of time, all time. I'm so happy. One of the most underrated movies ever made. <laughs>
2: I don't. I, I don't always ask that it,
1: people that listen to this do their research, but just if you haven't seen it, you Ricochet, you can find Ricochet, which ricochet. is hard to It's do. hard to see. But if, Dude, you live in Seattle, if you live in Seattle, you can rent it from Scarecrow Video. It is wonderful. Um, anyway, the DVD looks uh, like shit,
0: but it's the only thing that's out there. Although is, HBO had it on for a while. Well,
1: anyway, the DVD looks like shit, but you can rent it at Scarecrow Video, and it's the only way to see it. So watch the one that looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Kevin Clark. I'm Matt Lynch. Travis Boat. vote. And until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye.
3: Bye.